Welcome to Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft, podcast hosted by me, Lilith Amberley. If you're exploring witchcraft for something beyond the aesthetic, if some social media platforms make you cringe and say, that's not me, if you're looking to build a practice that enhances your life, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to this week's episode of Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft. Can you believe that this is episode 12? And that may not sound very exciting to you, but most podcasts never make it to episode 10. But here we are, and I am so thankful for listening. Before we get started, I have something exciting to share with you, and that is my latest giveaway. So before I started this podcast and before I started developing online courses, I started an online witch shop. So it's a retail shop at LilithAmberly.com. My shop carries a small selection of carefully selected witchy merchandise that I personally love. And the merchandise is mostly sourced from small women-owned local businesses. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. I usually do merchandise giveaways around the holidays, but this giveaway is in celebration of Jumpstart Your Magical Practice, which is my four-week online course to help you get your witchcraft practice started. So by the time this episode airs, I'm going to be very, very close to the end of the beta run, in other words, the practice run, and it has been such a positive experience. I have a small group of women taking the course as I'm developing it and then providing feedback along the way so I can make it even better before taking it live. And I really just want to celebrate with you. So on April 1st, I'm selecting two winners and the prize for each will be any one single item that's in stock in my shop and the item will be of your choice. The first winner will be one person that's on my VIP list. So all you need to do is make sure that you're on that list. If you receive my weekly newsletter, you're already on it. If you're not on my list, go to witchlifeacademy.lilithamberley.com forward slash VIP and sign up. Not only will you be added to the list, but you're also going to have access to all of my free resources. So that's pretty easy. To get a chance to be the second winner is going to take a little bit more work, but your chances are going to be much higher of winning. In fact, right now there's only one possible winner. All you need to do is first be on my VIP list and if you love it, leave a rating and review of this podcast. Easy peasy. The instructions will be in the show notes. So now let's get started with this week's episode. This week's episode is all about protective magic. But first I have a couple questions for the witch is in. And the last one is going to lead right into our topic. So first I'm going to start with a question from Laurie. Laurie asks, what can we witches do to fight misinformation about our practices pushed by religious conservatives? Hi, Laurie. Thank you so much for that question. Last week, I talked about common misconceptions about witches, but your question is, what can we do about it? And let me preface my answer by saying, I live in the United States, so that's the perspective that I'm answering from. And I think what we can do is stand up for our rights when we need to. Honestly, we probably are not going to change the minds of the politically motivated religious conservatives but we can make sure that we are afforded the same rights they are. We have a right to hold festivals and gatherings in the same way that other groups do. We have a right to practice our religion without fear of retaliation by our employers in the same way that others are. We have a right to have our programs represented on school property in the same way that others are. For example, if there's a good news club after school, the school would need to allow another club of a different faith the same access. 
This is always the big to-do about after-school Satan. You know, they just don't go out and try to set up shop in schools. They do it when there's an after-school Christian club and parents want alternate representation. I kind of love what they do because most people have no idea what they're all about, but bristle just at the name, which is kind of the whole point. We can be active and good stewards in our communities. We can belong to pagan groups that participate in community activism or interfaith groups. But all of that said, the haters are going to hate, even if they claim to follow Jesus. Just continue being the person that you are and let your actions always speak louder than the assumptions they make about you. Next, I have a question from Sharon, and Sharon's question was, what words to use for blessing for a blessing when saging a house? Now, I don't know, Sharon, if you're talking about a general blessing, like someone moved into a new home and you're asked to bless it, or if there's something else going on in that house, because my approach would be a little bit different. So what we're talking about here is energetically cleansing a home. And in this case, Sharon is doing that by burning sage. So just one quick word about sage, and I'm talking about white sage, make sure that what you're buying is ethically harvested. And I'll add a quick note about that in the show notes. So for those who aren't familiar with energetic cleansing of a home, I'm going to walk you through it. You're going to do a couple things. One, make sure that you physically declutter and clean your house first. Next, if at all possible, open the windows. If you can't open all of them, try to open at least one on each floor, ideally one in each room. Then you're going to start from the top of your house and go room by room working your way down. Take your sage or whatever material you're using for smoke and get it smoking pretty good. So again, you wanna make sure your windows are open and also watch your smoke detector so you're not setting off your fire alarm. Make sure you get the smoke in all the corners and crevices I like to move around the room counterclockwise or widdershins when I'm trying to dispel negative energy. So as you're going through each room, I would say my blessing. If this was a general house blessing, I'd make it personal to me or whomever the home belongs to. So if you work with spirits or deities, you may want to ask them for their assistance in blessing the home, specifically if you're working with deities that would do this sort of things. For example, if you have a relationship with the goddess Bridget, I would call upon her to bless the home. I would say something like, I call upon you, Bridget, to help me cleanse this home, dispel any negative energy, and bring peace and love to this home. If you or the residents of the home are Catholic, or if you, if you have relationships with saints, I might call on St. Benedict. And there are also some deities that even if I have a relationship with, I probably wouldn't ask them for a general house blessing of peace and love. For example, I probably wouldn't call on Hecate or the Morrigan for this, but I might call upon them if the house needed protection. Now, if you don't work with deities or spirits, you can just bless the house yourself. Keep it simple and say something like, with this smoke, I dispel any negative energy and I bless this home. May it be filled with peace and love or whatever it is that you're blessing it for. And just say the words and repeat them as you go room to room. Now, if you have the time or if you have two people, you can do this in two steps, which I actually prefer. First, you'd go through with your sage and you say that with this smoke, I dispel all negative energy. And then after you're finished the entire house, you go back through with something like sweet grass and then say your words of blessing. Or if you have two people, one would go through the room with the sage, dispelling the negative energy, and the other would follow behind with the sweet grass and the blessing. And I do this because when we clear out energy, whether it's positive or negative, it creates a very temporary 
energy vacuum. And I like to fill that vacuum with something positive. And that's where something like the sweet grass comes in. So that's a general blessing. Now, if you have something else going on in the house where maybe you are actually experiencing some negative energy or spiritual activity and it isn't welcome, you can go through and do the same thing, but your wording should be more assertive. If you work with deities like Hecate or the Morgan, call on them to assist. If you have other spirit allies, call them in to work with you. And you're going to kick up the heat here a bit with your words and say something like, with this smoke, I dispel all negative energy. You are not welcome here and I command you to leave. Say it like you mean it and repeat it as you go room to room. So this week's episode, like I said, is about protection magic and when you need it. And the next listener question that I received is a good segue into that topic. Jesse wrote, I just ended a bad relationship and the breakup didn't go well. I wasn't wishy-washy about it. And even when he kept asking for another chance, I said no. Now he won't leave me alone and I'm actually starting to get a little bit scared. He has a bad temper sometimes. I don't think he would hurt me, but it seems like everywhere I go, there he is. Do you have a spell I can use to protect myself and get him to leave me alone? So a couple things on this. First of all, magic, witchcraft, spellcraft, whatever you want to call this is never a substitute for physically protecting yourself against someone or something. You said you don't think he'd hurt you, but you also said that he has a temper and that you're a little bit scared. So please make sure that you are taking the necessary means to physically protect yourself. Talk to your local police department, see what it takes to get a protection from abuse order if that's warranted here. We know that sometimes they fail. However, it could be enough to get him to back off. Avoid being alone in places that make you vulnerable. I know, you know, we hear all the time, women shouldn't have to do that. And I shudder a little bit when I hear that because I agree we shouldn't have to, but at the end of the day, we do. We do. We need to protect ourselves. And I am a strong proponent of women being able to defend themselves by whatever means necessary. So I would not be turning to black tourmaline for my protection in this case. I might be turning to something, you know, that works better in the physical mundane world. And I'll leave it at that. Now, I do think there are spells you can use to help him leave you alone. My favorite is a hot foot spell that has worked really well for me. I've already sent that to you, Jesse, so it should be in your email. You can find this entire spell guide in my free resources. So if you're on my VIP list, you shall, should already have it. And if you aren't, just sign up. It's free and you will get it. So a hot foot spell is a spell that you use to get someone out of your life. You're not trying to bring harm to them, but you really want them gone. The version that I'm sharing is my favorite because it's the one that I have had the most success with. I've actually tracked my success with it and it's been successful 75% of the time. So it's, it's definitely worth a try. And that leads me into protective magic. But actually, let me go back just for a second. Jesse, please keep yourself safe. I hope that this works for you. Stay in touch because I'd really like to know how the situation works out for you. So now back to protective magic and when we need protection. So when do you need protection? And I think it starts with the question of why you think you need protection. Is it because you're being proactive or is something already going on? First, while spiritual or psychic attacks do happen to people, this isn't something that most people experience every day. But I have had people tell me, you know, that they think they're under some sort of attack and they feel physically ill. They're coughing and they have a fever and they think someone, again, is 
cursing them. I'm probably telling them to go drink some fluids and get some rest. Again, I'm not saying this doesn't happen, but you have to look at what the common causes of whatever's going on first. Is there a physical reason for how you're feeling? Is there a psychological reason for how you're feeling? When we go to the doctor with symptoms of an illness, they don't look for the most exotic and obscure disease out there. They start with the most common causes of your symptoms first. So if you're having physical symptoms, make sure you're not having a medical problem. So this is also on top of mind for me right now because the revised edition of Jason Miller's Protection and Reversal Magic was just released. I have the original and it's really good and I'm looking forward to reading the updated version. So I highly recommend that. So let's get back to why people are asking for protection magic. Most people that I talk to, and when they start asking me questions about this and they're asking for some sort of protection type spell, they're not talking about for a magical type of attack. They're asking me for a protection spell to physically protect them from something that's going on in the mundane world. You know, they have a gossipy neighbor. If you remember last week's episode, we had someone being bullied at school. You have someone that's antagonizing you at work and you're looking for some sort of protection from that. I generally don't use protection spells in those kind of cases. I will use spells to affect the person that's causing the problem. I'm addressing the troublemaker. I'm not trying to shield myself from the trouble. I want to stop the trouble where it starts. And that's why last week in the episode, I gave a recommendation of a binding spell instead of a protection spell for the bully, because I really want to get the source of the problem. Just like in Jesse's situation, I'm not suggesting a protection spell for her. I am suggesting that she protects herself, but I'm suggesting a spell to get rid of the other person, you know, eliminate the problem. Again, not trying to hurt that person, but to get them to leave her alone. So I generally use protection magic in a more proactive manner in my magical practice. And even that isn't that often. We use protection in our magical practice to protect us from the influence of the other world, you know, that world of spirits that we're not trying to work with and we're not trying to have a connection with. So, you know, this is different. And I'm talking about some fairly basic stuff. So this is stuff that, you know, I would use every day in my everyday magic. If I need, when I first started practicing magic, I used to cast a protective circle for everything. And I mean everything, like I'm sitting down to meditate, I cast a circle. If I was doing any kind of spell work, I cast a circle, any ritual, like any at all, cast a circle. I don't know what I was trying to protect myself from. I was just so afraid that something was going to affect me. Well, you know, isn't that what we're looking for? Experiencing something beyond the ordinary, something beyond what everyone else experiences. And if we're cutting ourselves off from that world, we may never have a good experience of it. So in the bigger scheme of the whole freaking world, including the spirit world, what I came to, or the conclusion that I came to is that I'm really not that important. There aren't all these spirits just out there hanging around waiting to attack me. Now, I'm not saying to never cast a protective circle, but it probably isn't something that you need to do every day. There is work that I do that does require protective circles and gatekeepers and guardians, but for the most part, I just don't find it necessary. The other thing I find is that when I do cast a circle, I like to take my time and do it right because it's usually part of a bigger ritual. Now, a lot of my work is journey type work to communicate with my spirit guides for various reasons. In that case, if I feel that I do need some sort of protection, 
I use a technique that Mary Vanassi taught me. Mary is a close friend and she teaches ancestral repair work and she is incredible in that arena. So if you're looking into that type of work, she is definitely the person that you need to look for. So one of the things that she taught me was to imagine something like a protective ball above your head that begins to expand and then it keeps expanding until it's encompassing you and the space around you. It's like a protective shield. And when I use this in my ancestral work or in work with my spirit guides, it basically allows me to observe the spirit world around me, but to remain shielded from them. So they're not, you know, they're unaware of my presence. So think of like that glass that you see in shows like at a police station where, you know, you can see them, but they can't see you. So do you need protective magic? Sure, you know, at times you do, but if it's something you think you need every day, then you might want to rethink whether it's truly necessary or not, or what kind of magic it is that you're doing every day. You know, magic isn't always completely safe, but either is crossing the street. That said, you don't suit up in armor every time you step off the curb. Use reason and don't make your magic any more complicated than it needs to be. Now, before you go, I want to make sure that we stay connected. So go ahead, join my VIP list. It's witchlifeacademy.lilithamberley.com forward slash resources. The link will be in the show notes. And I want you to join my VIP list because when you do, you're going to have access to all of my free resources, the ones that are there now and the ones that I publish in the future. You're also going to have access to any upcoming offers, programs, courses, etc. that are going to come out. So I don't want you to miss that. I want to make sure that we stay connected. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give the show a rating. That's so important, especially for newer podcasts. I would really, really appreciate that. Until next time, I hope you have a most wonderful and magical day. <laughs>